Before we start, we'd like to leave you a quick message on the machine to say that this episode contains coarse language and adult-only content. Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a beautiful sunny day today in Melbourne. No. Oh, actually, no. (laughs) You're full of shit, actually. That's right. I'm here to just give these next 20 seconds a bit of a rant on Melbourne's weather. Sure. Here we go. Talk about the weather. (laughs) Know that we've gone to the dogs. Fucking bucketing down outside right now. (laughs) And yesterday, I was laying topless on the beach in 30 degrees. Yeah, tits out. For the boys. For the boys. Now my tits have been shamefully put back away. Puppy's back in the pound. And I'm upset about it. Fair enough. It's hard to keep up, doll. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Message on the Machine where we complain about the weather. <laughs> Hopefully not for much longer. Hopefully not for much longer. But if you're living in Melbourne, I'm sure you can appreciate it's bloody... I know we get it all the time, but anyway, I'm letting it go. <laughs> I, I think it's just because I've just stood in the rain for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Are you quite done? Waiting to collect a parcel from Australia Post. And this particular outlet makes you wait outside due to capacity restrictions. So I'm just standing in the rain. Well, I also waited outside for quite a while for you to come and pick me up after you got said package. So there's no winners here. Anyway. Just the gorgeous listeners who are listening to us <laughs> coming straight off the bat of the rain, basically. Yeah. But we're indoors, we are. we're dry, we're happy. Your name is Age, my name is Mitch, and we've got a great show for you lined up today. Yes, we certainly do, young lady. So strap in, because mm. today is going to be a good one, I feel. Yeah. Should I say what we're talking about? Absolutely. It is straight boys. Bow, bow. <laughs> or ding, ding. <laughs> You decide. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. in about an hour you'll be able to, I think. Yeah, no, we are really excited about this one. It's a... Interesting one in terms of all the different facets. Like when we did our little bit of research, there's definitely a mixed bag of like the good, the bad and the ugly, I think. Mm. Mm. Research just, which is really us just reminiscing over those times in our lives. Yeah. Just Googling hot straight boys that we wish we could (laughs) fuck basically. Yeah. In the name of research. In the name of research. Before we kick into that though, can you Mm. please tell me how's your week? My week's been good. I have just been... Kind of just like everyone else, I think. Go, go, go. We've just had a long weekend in Melbourne. Yeah, go, go, Um, boom, boom. And of course, we celebrated our first birthday, which was huge. Huge. Huge, super huge. No, that was really (laughs) fun. And like, I think just getting prepped for that um, was, you know, took a bit of time Mm. in the last couple of weeks. But no, we're really, really thankful for everyone who helped celebrate with us and who sent us some beautiful messages and just kind of showed their support. Um, it just kind of made the last 12 months all worth it, really. So Totally. Totally appreciate that. That last long, 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 long 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. But no, we've really appreciated that. And I think just on that, guys, I did want to sort of just throw out to, you know, you guys, the listeners, the loyalty and sort of the, the support that we got was phenomenal. And I don't just say that. But Adrian would like you to put it in writing. <laughs> Adrian would like to put you to put your money where your mouth is. So yeah. basically uh, at the moment, I know I say at the end of every episode, but 
it would be really, really great if you guys could pull out your phones right now and leave us a rating or a review on Apple. If you guys are using Apple, even if you're not, you can still find us there. <laughs> uh, the reviews really do help us. They actually boost our show up in the algorithm, which means that more people will listen and hear us organically, which is huge for us. So Obviously. Yeah, you'll be helping us more than you know. Great for the ego. Other than that, you can also pop it on your Instagram stories or send it to a friend who you think would really love it. Mm. So... Keep that in mind. Please do it right now or stop listening. No, <laughs> no but I would really appreciate that. Great. So, yeah, not much else going on for my week, though, to be honest. Just back drinking again, to be, to be fair. Yeah, seriously. How about you? Well, I'm back at work in office um, as of recently. Yeah. It's a real shock to the system. Oh, yeah. Sort of like, first of all, when do I do my washing now? Mm-hmm. And then there's no, like, sort of nap at lunch. <laughs> no afternoon siesta anymore. No. Um, it's just a bit of a learning curve. And I even said to my boss today, like, I'm not sure, you know, I've gotten quite used to mm. the luxury of having a little lie down at lunchtime. So if- do you mind if I just have a sleep? <laughs> <laughs> so I slept for about four hours on the office couch this afternoon. Yeah. Um, no, but good to be back, obviously. Um, yes. You get a lot more done when you're locked in those walls but yeah yeah it's a shock well, yeah i mean i think it's going to be an adjustment period right for everyone totally but i think it'd be nice to have that balance again of like because most offices will be hybrid now which would be good so mm-hmm. there'll be the balance between washing and napping and also being normal yeah and, and being in, a, in an office in a workplace yeah yeah exactly um besides that yeah just the drinks the parties, the all of that. They're thick and fast at the moment. Thick and fast, yeah. yeah. It's an absolute avalanche. Which I think I need to remember too, to just kind of like keep that balance between like a little bit of lockdown vibes because already from now to the end of the year, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm feeling quite overwhelmed with my calendar. And it's just, you've now gotten used to the whole, I can have a Saturday night at home, just watch a movie by myself and go to bed. Mm. Now that it's no longer locked down, mm. I'm sort of like, I've got to be doing something every single second. Yeah. And it really takes a toll on the Monday morning. Yes. Yes, totally. And it sort of catches up to you at that time of the week, I think. I think setting some healthy boundaries, mm. saying no, is something that, you know... You no, know, that's not what I'm good at. We could all learn from, so... <laughs> something I struggle with. Well, what have you Googled this week for me, Mitch? Before um, we kick into the main event. I was obviously checking over that quickly before we hit record. I was just laughing to myself because the last thing I Googled was actually wet on Wellington. Right. Okay. <laughs> Is that from a, the weekend? <laughs> no, I've never actually been there. We should just explain to the yeah, listeners. Yeah, well, the reason I Googled it was to explain because yes. I was chatting about it with a girlfriend of mine and she was like, what is wet on Wellington? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't actually really know how to describe that to you. Let me just bring up there about me. That's the support. <laughs> um, luckily, Google was obviously here to provide answers, as she always is. So I was able to tell my friend that Wet on Wellington is Melbourne's most luxurious and erotic male gay pool and spa. Yeah. For all your sensual and swinging needs. <laughs> Perfect. So in other words, it's a hot tub where everyone fucks in. <laughs> yeah. Third Monday of every month. Yeah, that's 
yes, yes, when I'm Wellington. Um, Not going to see many straight boys there, I'd say. No, I don't know if that's really the right topic. Although it's one of those things that when you tell the straights about it, they seem to just like, you know, like your friend. Mm. Can't fathom. Mm. Can't fathom it. Can't fathom it. What was your Google? So my Google was actually... It's kind of dumb because I feel like in gay culture, you should just know these things. But like, I kind of know the subtext of what it was, but I wanted like a clear confirmation just, you know, in case I chose to use this word in a sentence. Was it wet on Wellington? <laughs> no. Imagine no. if we had the same Google one day. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> Not also that crazy though from us. Yeah, true. Anyway. true. True, So I Googled, what does kiki mean? You mean kiki? As in, let's have a kiki. A kiki. What am I saying? Kiki. Cool. <laughs> Oz Kiki. <laughs> let's, come kiki. on, boys. Let's get, to, get down oh, to yeah. the park for a kiki. Yeah, sorry. I think <laughs> I was trying to say it like without the American swing. Right. Okay. Sure. Play on. Yeah. Anyway. So what did you find out about your kikis? <laughs> is a term which grew out of black LGBTQ American social culture and is loosely defined as gathering of friends for the purpose of gossiping and chit chat. Mm. Later made weirdly known by a song, Let's Have a Kiki by the Scissor Sisters. A kiki is a party for calming all your nerves. Yeah. So, in Do other you words, know, just a you, chat. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a couple of girls meeting up for a chat. So, are we having a kiki right now? I suppose. We should have called this podcast Kiki. Kiki, sorry. Having a kiki. <laughs> Do you know what a kai kai is? Because you shouldn't confuse those two. No. It's when two drag queens meet up to have sex. Why? Where did the how? What does it mean? Don't know. Curious. Just, that's just that. Stay tuned for next week's Google. I've just made that mistake before, so just educate you and the listeners that those two are very different things. <laughs> Do tell. I just invited someone over for a kai kai instead of a kiki. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh. To dust off my wigs. I didn't know you did drag. Lube up. <laughs> Untuck. <laughs> exactly. So, like, how are you, bruh? Yeah, good, bruh. Just been picking up my missus and that. In my ute and that, bruh. Fuck, yeah. We've got the sickest high likes. I'm so jealous. I actually got it lowered, bruh. It's fucking... Now it runs mint. Mint as. <laughs> Dope. Fucking... It's a mad cunt. So, as we've said, today's about the straights. Yeah. The male straights. Obviously us. (laughs) (laughs) So, we just thought, you know, as us, a couple of straight bros ourselves. Just really embody the character. Experts on the topic, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We obviously embody every theme that we cover on this show, and this is no different. So, bit of a cosplay. Yeah, we're just going to go pick up chicks after this and all that. I'm actually just currently wearing... Havana thongs, bald shorts to my knees. And a bintang. And a bintang singlet. And I've got a mullet. <laughs> Shout out to anyone out there who's currently dressed exactly like that. I apologize. They're not listening to this show. <laughs> so we decided to talk about this today because we're obviously not straight. Speak for yourself. We have a little bit of a fascination with straight boys as I think they do with us. Because on the spectrum, it's about as polar opposite as two groups in society can kind of get sexually. Correct. Which is so bizarre because you're the same gender, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 
same age, same super <laughs> contributions. Could be a lifetime of different genitals that you're having sex with. Very different underwear. Yeah, exactly. So this kind of came up for us because we, I guess, I would say we're both very good at kind of mingling with straight boys as much as gay boys, as much as straight girls, as much as gay girls. Like, I would say we both got quite diverse friendship groups in our lives. Well, we're people's people. Yeah, we are the people's people. <laughs> Thank you for that. I would say, though, that... That's going to be our new bio, Insta bio, the people's people. <laughs> people's people. Um, I would say, though, that that wasn't always the case for me in particular. Yeah, okay. And it's been a little bit of a journey to understand how to identify with and communicate with the straight male trademarked. Yeah, right. Yeah, which I think that's kind of what led us to have sort of an offline chat and we were just like, we, that's an episode, like mm. we need to unpack this on air. So we're here today to do that for you guys. So I guess just kicking off, you know, let's touch on what you just mentioned there. Like, mm. what does that mean to you when you said like it took you a while to navigate? So me as like a quite overtly femme young chap. Yeah. Um, high pitched squealer. Yeah. yeah. High pitched squealer. Even... <laughs> Even in the stages when every boy was a pretty high-pitched squealer because none of their balls had dropped, yep. I was still the squealiest, <laughs> Yeah, which is unfortunate for me. And I think that that makes you fodder for straight boys, straight, yeah, young boys uh-huh. um, from quite an early age. And so my reaction in that moment was just, not my people, mm-hmm. don't associate, don't need him in my life. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my early years, I was just like sort of not really integrating with the other males around me. Even from a really young age as a kid? Definitely. Okay. Like all of my friends from like kindergarten and creche were always girls. Girls, yeah. And like all through primary school, girls. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until high school where I was like, I need to make some male friends now because (laughs) this is starting to look a bit strange. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but even that, like, you know, maybe a year of me just like playing down ball and shit. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. you sort of revert back to where you feel most comfortable. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it was just me and the chicks mostly. Yeah. Totally can relate to a degree. Like I was definitely like, used to play soccer on the oval with the boys. Cause that's where all the boys went. Mm-hmm. I was just fat goalie. Mm. Um, so yeah, found my, <laughs> found my calling, didn't have yeah. to run around, cover as much of the back of the net as didn't you can, didn't have to get close to the other boys where I might get hurt, just cover the net. Yeah. And if the ball comes, just kind of scream while it comes near you. So <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, similar to you, like I definitely had a lot of female friends growing up, but I kind of in, I guess in contrast to you made a really good effort at learning how to become friends with mm-hmm. straight boys over the years. There was a certain type of straight boy, I guess, that it was just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But there was also like a majority of like straight guys that I could kind of befriend enough that they yeah. were like, yeah, we like age. He's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, is his sexuality probably questionable? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do we care enough? No. So what can I ask then is that type of boy that, just never going to happen. So the type of boy that I could just never was always like the, I guess the really rough bully. Yeah. <laughs> Who's usually probably a poof himself. Well, potentially. Yeah. yeah. But there was just, there was always that one that was like, 
you're going to bash me mm-hmm. for being me mm-hmm. before I will ever be your friend. So the chance of me being your friend is just minimal. <laughs> Slim to none, yeah. Um, so yeah, I have had a couple of like in high school and stuff, there were a couple of times where I did get into a couple of fights with boys for like, you know, because obviously just thought I was a fag and they hated me for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But um, I guess the majority of them were cool. And yeah. I was like, you know. Yeah. But I guess back then for me, I guess to continue that contrast, our childhood in terms of like, especially adolescence was also very different. As we've previously discussed on this show, you were like kind of like unbeautiful, delicate flower and I can't hide that. Yeah. Whereas like I was a little bit more of a succulent who was just kind of (laughs) blending in. Just waiting to bloom. Waiting to bloom. So I guess for me, it was a little bit easier for me to sort of mask yeah my gayness i think as well like i wouldn't i would never sit here and say high school was really rough for me because i got bullied by straight boys all the time because Mm. it was absolutely not the case Mm. and i wasn't being like i need to stay away from these boys obviously you know there's a comment here or there somebody's like makes fun of you for putting some fake tan on your legs when you're just (laughs) trying to work that stuff out (laughs) your first bottle of sally hansen goes wrong (laughs) a bit of dove summer glow just put in a bit too much. Turns out it's not that gradual. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, I think, as you said, because I came out quite a bit earlier, I was more just like, I get along with these girls way better than yeah. I will when I'm pretending to get along with these boys. So why don't I just do that? Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, it was like this balance of like, I love my girls, but need to also be mm. good with the boys because the boys are the what keeps me safe and yeah guarded yeah protection can't be gay if i'm friends with the boys as well exactly it's like prison yeah gotta pick the strongest boy you can find and yeah suck him off and you know what's fucked is that i always made friends with the most popular boy it was like i could radar him mm-hmm. and i and we were we were we and i always ended up like it was like i needed that like you know when now that i'm looking back and actually unpacking it, it's almost like i knew and i needed the validation from him because if he validated me everyone else would mm-hmm. which is so fucked but um i totally get it i did yeah. the exact same thing with the girls you shoot straight for the top yeah then you're untouchable yeah literally. Anyone underneath. literally we're not dumb no <laughs> not just a pretty face i remember the hottest boy in primary school i mean i became quite close with him and you know how you could take a friend to um like the toilet like when you go to the toilet yeah, you yeah, have to yeah. take a friend and so he would always, would always pick each other and it would be like, and like, that was huge. Cause like whoever you get picked by is like, we're close. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. Hello, toilet buddy. And so this guy would pick me. And so we'd go to the toilet and I remember it was like in grade six. This is like fucked up when I think about it, but we were in grade six and we both had hit puberty and we, cause we were taught, we would talk about it. Like mm. We were friends and we would go to the bathroom and compare who had more pubes. Oh, wow. And I remember at the time being like, I enjoy this activity more than I should. Yeah. But I can't let him know that. But also <laughs> yeah. if he ever stopped picking me yeah. to go to the toilet, I'd be devastated. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Like the day he picked another boy would be the day he broke my little heart. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All of your pubes would fall out from stress. <laughs> Literally. God. And it's, it is those kinds of things that I kind of wanted to touch on today mm. because... You know, when you're growing up, mm. you're not surrounded by gays like we are now. 
Correct. Once you've found your people, you've cemented your place in that world. These straight boys are like the only real, I guess, sort of vessel where you can push these new feelings of like attraction towards. Correct. With some kind of like really confusing results sometimes. <laughs> oh, like that, for example, what, you know, going to the bathroom, that innocent experience for him, which is very like that whole like footy culture, like, you know, just mm-hmm. like boys don't care in the showers, mm. blah, blah, blah. Like that I would go home and like fantasize about him. Yeah. Him. You're lying in bed looking at your Brad Pitt poster on the wall, just <laughs> trying to work some things out. Pulling my year six yearbook out and looking up his... <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking cards on the table but yeah like you know you're right it was these like moments where it was like and i'm your friend i enjoy your company and i'm like oh now i like you Mm. i think or like now i'm thinking about you now in bed yep yeah my um sort of i guess experience like that was year seven eight Mm. there was one boy i went to school with who i thought was the love of my life basically yep (laughs) um we used to like do everything together very much the same thing like and he was like leading the charge in a lot of this stuff and we'd like sit up the back of class and like play nervous together yes and like stuff like that and he'd be like oh you know i can't wait till we graduate high school we should the two of us just like rent a van and drive around australia together and i was like i'll do anything for you See, and this is like, that is that in itself is what we're here to unpack today. Like Mm -hmm. in at what point, and like, look, everyone's sexual orientational journey Mm -hmm. is unique. Mm -hmm. Fine. He might actually have had feelings for boys. We don't know. Don't know. But at the time he maybe wasn't willing to, you know, communicate that. However, these characters (laughs) continue to just... Rear their ugly heads. Portray themselves as straight. Yeah. And then that's very confusing. But I mean, it's probably confusing for them too, because they may just be like, I have this friend who I really love. Mm. I mean, the nervous thing is a bit strange, but he's just like, (laughs) I just have this great friend who I want to go on a road trip with after school ends in five years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. We're in love. I mean, I guess it's not as like... Black and white, right? Like it's sexuality mm. and desire and all that stuff. Yeah. It's very fluid, and that's something that we obviously know now. Yeah. In twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. With you know when you look at like all the different types of sexuality now that are available, I guess <laughs> for purchase <laughs> for purchase, um, or for association. But you know, yeah, I had the same thing. Like I remember there was this guy, and he was like one of the hottest guys at school. Like everyone mm. always thought he was so hot, and we were friends, whatever. And I go to his house a lot after school and we'd hang out and I kind of knew that I had a bit of a crush on him obviously I was in high school by this point mm-hmm. and we would I'd like have a sleepover and I would like sleep in the same bed as him because that was his bed was like big enough mm-hmm. and <laughs> big enough he a single <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little cot <laughs> um, room for two yeah I'll jump in here he would then like in the night would like grab my hand and like want me to like tickle his back. Oh, it was like a bit God. of a comfort thing. Mate, I'd be laying in bed like Yeah, full mast. As stiff as a fucking <laughs> iron rod. <laughs> like just wanting it to just go to that next place and I'd be like, is it gonna go there? Is this the like and I would sleep over and I started getting like almost 
obsessive over the fact of like I wanted to say over again because I'm like, is it going to happen again? Mm-hmm. Like, and it just never fucking did. And this is the thing where we have nowhere like viable that we can like place our love because nobody is like, I'm also gay. Maybe we should date when you're 15 or 14 or whatever it is. So you just like place so much energy into these straight boys because they give you this tiny little bit of attention or like physical touch or whatever it is. And you just take it. It's like a mile. It's like, you know, like they just brush, it could be like, they're just a brush of the shoulder or a hand on your, or like a little slap on the bum or just something. And mm. you're just like, Whew, cause like you never have had that feeling before. Totally. And it's, then they yeah. start dating one of your girlfriends and you... Uh, and you just crumble. It's a dark place. It's a dark place. <laughs> I do... I don't actually know if I've told this story properly on air before, but I guess now is a great time. Please do, because I obviously know this story because yeah. we actually talk outside of this show. <laughs> yes, funnily enough. <laughs> and it is quite relevant. Sorry to burst the bubble for the listeners, but we do. <laughs> there have been a few asides over the 12 yeah. months. Um, so basically, I guess just on that whole, you know, like falling for these boys, mm. my coming out story is kind of based around the, a similar situation. So for anyone who doesn't know, I actually only came out when I was about 21. So quite late in terms of the scheme of like, you know, um, adolescence, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and in comparison to you. So, but yeah, basically the story goes that I had a best friend at the time through like probably from the ages of like 18, 19, 20. I mean, him were like super, super close. Like we'd go out all the time. We had shared all mutual friends. It was like me and him and like a few of the girls and a few of the other boys. Like we was, it was like quite a mixed group, but him and I were like quite inseparable mm-hmm. and everyone knew that, I guess, but he was definitely like straight. And I guess at the time I was as well. Um, he like, at one point when we first met, like he actually had a girlfriend like that he had, was with. And then, so like, it was very clear that like, I guess like us being gay mm-hmm. or together was just not even on the cards. Like no one even really thought of it. However, obviously no one knew that behind the scenes, I'm carrying this torch. Yes. This, <laughs> the Olympic torch. The rainbow torch. <laughs> yeah. And so basically after being friends for quite a period of time and becoming so close, all of a sudden, I started getting those weird feelings of like, mm. oh, like, you know, like little things that like you go and get pissed and then like crush at each other's house or something. And like, you might actually end up in the same bed just like harmlessly. But like in my mind, I was like, I'm enjoying laying next to you more than I should. Yeah. Obviously I knew at that point that I was gay and I was closeted. So, yeah. and that's the worst part is that you have these feelings and you can't one, do anything about it or even tell someone else about it. No, cause it was just, and it was just like me sitting on that. Cause it was like, well, that's not real because that's not happening right now. La la la. Mm. Like back, you know. Head in the sand. Yeah. Head in the sand, in the vault, in the bottom bottom of the ocean, like not dealing with that. <laughs> and then it kind of got to the point where, you know, like he, we would go out and like he'd maybe kiss a girl or something in front of me and mm. or take a girl home or tell, start telling me about like girls he was dating or whatever. And my, it got to the point where I was like, holy fuck, like I'm actually in love with this person i think and i'd never been in love with anyone before mm-hmm. obviously because i'd never been that close to another guy before and i guess the beautiful thing about this story just to kind of skip to the punchline is that if i'd never had fallen in love with him i would never have known what kind of love 
felt like, mm-hmm. which is what led me to want to come out because I knew that I obviously couldn't have it with him, but I wanted it with someone else, right? With the right person, and I was like, I don't want to live my life like this. Like, it's yeah. too good of a feeling, like to give up, I mm-hmm. guess, or to not have. So I, yeah, that's kind of what led me to come out. But I guess throwing back to him, like that whole journey was just fucked. And like then when I realized I was in love with him, and <laughs> falling fucked. Oh well, like falling in love with someone for the first time. Anyone knows your first time's always the worst time, I guess. And that whole unrequited love thing just broke me. Like I was so I used to like see him and then leave and just bawl my eyes out while I was driving home, like just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah, long story short, I had to end up telling him. Oh, you did tell him. Well, I had to because the poor cunt was, I couldn't be around him. It got to the point where I was like, and I almost started to hate him because he wouldn't, like, obviously I wasn't getting what I wanted back Mm -hmm. and it just put a big rift in our friendship. And he was kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And so, yeah, had to tell him and he was a great, you know what? He was a really good sport about it. He took it on the chin. He was like, I'm still happy to be your friend. Like if you're... If I know this is hard for you, but it's not hard for me. So you just do what you need to do yeah. kind of thing. So, and how did that end? Are you guys still friends today? So we are like, so it's actually funny. So I actually introduced him to a lot of other friends, a lot of other straight boys yeah, um, who are like friends with a lot of my girlfriends and mm-hmm. he has stayed friends with that group now and is like really good friends with them. So I see him often at, at oh, different nice. things. So yeah. And everyone knows now it's all out in the open. It's something that's kind of just like a bit mm. of a laugh bit of a laugh and well yeah it has to be doesn't it yeah but it's funny how the world works right like mm. hmm. communication is key i think and good for you for saying something because well yeah but if i'd never have felt like i guess if i'd never met him and became his friend would i've ever have come out at, when i did who knows who knows and if i had said to the boy who i was in love with in high school <laughs> that i was in love with him maybe he would have said well i'm also gay and we would have fallen in love but i'll just never know that yes well that's right communication is key <laughs> it would seem exactly before we continue we'd like to take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsor strange love our favorite new premix obsession fresh from byron bay that's right so strange love is actually stocked in some of the best bars and restaurants all around australia However, if you are unlucky enough to not get out and get a reservation at the moment, which we know is super hard. The reality for many. You can just grab some of these bad boys and head home and make yourself a premium beverage right on your very own doorstep. (laughs) The home bar. Which is actually quite good because I think for me at the moment, I'm all about that life. Like, you know, I've really learned how to live at home and I'm loving it. it. Yeah. So in their premium mixer range, they have just so many options, but I want to talk about all of the different tonics they have. Yes, because you love a good G&T. I love a good G&T. And now there's one to pair with every different kind of gin you could ever find. Yes, because there's 600 types of gin at the moment. (laughs) I'm talking bitter lemon tonic, coastal tonic, dirty tonic, etc, etc. So if you're into your premium gins, then this is definitely the brand for you. Absolutely. I guess aside from that, they've also got some other great flavours, which are probably more up my alley. So I really like the fancy lemonade Mm. and this hot ginger beer, which is like a bit of a take on fireball kind of vibes yeah yeah yeah. really nice but there's a salted grapefruit as well and newly added to the mix is this amazing watermelon tonic which it's just like summer in my mouth (laughs) if you guys head to the strange love website right now and subscribe to their mailing list you can enjoy 15 percent off your first order and also look out for their upcoming black friday sale 
I know that's where I'll be shopping on Black Friday. Absolutely. And in the meantime, I'm going to be enjoying a crisp watermelon. Crack me one, would ya? Yeah, I guess there's a long list of those. Just boys that you kind of like pine over that you know you'll never get. Mm. Um, Been a very uh, big victim of that one. (laughs) I will say. (laughs) Yep. Hands raised. As captain of that category. Mm Mm-hmm. I just find them so fucking hot sometimes and I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> now, see, I saw that you put added this to the run sheet. Yeah. And I was looking forward to it arriving because the dot point says, why are they so desirable? <laughs> That's the talking point. Yeah. Which is something that I actually don't really agree with. See, personally. Okay. Well, you know, let's start with the opposition. Yeah. Hit, hit me. So I definitely had a period in my life when I was pining over straight boys mm. and... Um, obviously that was damaging to me. Yeah. Maybe I have a bit of PTSD, which is informing my current psyche. Yeah, sure. But even if I think someone might be gay and find out that they're not, I'm like, oh, they're not hot to me anymore then. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I do. I've spent too many hours crying <laughs> over boys who don't want me, who are gay <laughs> to let it, <laughs> to let it happen for straight boys as well. Yeah. Look, I can... I can relate to a degree, <laughs> but there's just something about like, and I think that's why I kind of fall into this category of like, I, re- I like, I guess one of my types is like gay men who present straight. Mm. You you would can confirm that. I I'm- can confirm that of you. And I think for me, like I find it quite attractive when a boy is like embracing his femme a little bit. Yeah, see, I kind of like it when it's like they might present quite like the tradie who's like, he's gay, but he's a tradie, so he might look straight, you know, on paper. Yeah. But then behind closed doors, loves to chuck a wig on and fuck me, basically. <laughs> I kai kai. A tradie who wants to kai kai me. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I just find that when I say, you know, when I write the dot point, why they're so desirable, I just kind of feel like there's... It's that sort of like forbidden fruit, maybe a little bit at times. Well, it's also at risk of, you know, circling back to an earlier topic that we've covered a different episode. It's this masculinity thing that we're trained to find attractive in men. Yeah. That obviously I've beaten out of myself because I love just a womanly man. Yeah. <laughs> Someone with, you know, your hips. Yeah. But, um, well, no wonder you were obsessed with me for many years. <laughs> Shut up. But for you, obviously, you're still reverting back to that to some degree yeah like i mean don't get me wrong i can still you know appreciate like a good looking boy no matter if he's presenting Mm. straight stereotype or gay stereotype Mm. um but i feel like my there's i'll never like i'll never not find like a hot sort of like tradie bod footy boy footy boy footy shorts like yeah boys like in the locker room thing unattractive yeah that's hot to me Yeah, yeah cool just for anyone listening. <laughs> oh God. Anyone out there fits the description. Um, his phone number is 04. <laughs> yeah, you got my details. <laughs> so I guess, Mitch, aside from high school. Yeah. Now, fast forward. Uh-huh. I mean, like I said just before, we obviously can be thrown into any ring now, mm-hmm. a days. Yeah. Well, I assume we can. Yeah, well. Which I know, I, I've seen you in any most rings. But you've seen me in a lot of rings. I've seen you in a lot of rings. If I was to throw you in a straight boy ring right now, yep. how do you fare? How do you feel about that? Exclusively straight boys? Yeah, just a big group of boys. 
Um, Go. If it was all just really boy boys, yeah, I think I'd be a little bit intimidated still. Yeah, fair. But could hold my own. Mm. I know that I can pull the humour through enough to win over most audiences, I think. Yeah. And sometimes it's... They might be laughing at me. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> it's better than being punched in the face sometimes, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think that it came a lot from, like, me being more comfortable in who I am and just realising that they are going to know straight away that you're gay. Mm. And... Sometimes there'll be an issue with that. Most of the time, luckily, in my experiences, that has not been the case. Yeah. Go in with that knowledge. Yeah. Do your best. Best foot forward. Tits up. Teeth out. I think it's also just like you kind of learn how to present, I guess, in Mm -hmm. a way that's like palatable enough to get through that situation Mm. and conversation. You're not like stepping on their toes in the sense that like, not, you're not going to provoke. You don't... I guess a straight boy, potentially. And look, I, we're stereotyping a lot in this episode. Well, you have to, because we can't be too right? cautious. But let's get serious. From, you know, from our neck of the woods, where we're from, mm-hmm. we have to be cautious as these... As, you know, quite timid little birds entering <laughs> these big, wild savannas. We don't know whether we're going to get a friendly one yeah. or a nasty one. Yeah. You know, we don't know the temperament of all yeah. these boys. And let me tell you, there's some fucking wild steroided temperaments out there <laughs> yep, <laughs> that Indeed. are quite scary as little sparrows yeah. <laughs> that we are. I would say though, um, as any good prey <laughs> piece of ass, as any hot piece of meat, <laughs> as any good prey, you travel in packs. Totally. Which, and I have come to realize, which is something that's very lucky of the time that we're growing up. Mm. The popular opinion is you need to actually be okay with this which we've talked about before on this show. Mm. So if there is a straight boy who's maybe uncomfortable by my presence, yeah. it's not the popular opinion for him to say that anymore. Absolutely. So go home. You can bitch about me to you fucking, yeah. I don't know. Most people will, if not all, will shut you down if you have a negative opinion or a homophobic opinion of me. So yeah. I've got that in my top pocket now. Thank you, 2021. Finally. <laughs> yeah. We worked hard for it. Waited a long time, but yeah. it's here. Shout out to the gays before us yeah. for making that possible for us. But yeah, I think what we're trying to get at is you kind of want to just be like a little bit medium mm-hmm. p- level palette mm. because you don't know who you're going to get. And like, mm. I guess, you know, Let's, I'm again, stereotyping, but there are sadly still areas of Australia and the world where gay people still have to be very careful about Mm -hmm. showing and expressing their full sexuality and who they truly are in all their flamboyant nature because it can get them hurt. Yeah. Which is really sad and quite scary. And, you know, again, it's stereotypical, but, you know, a lot of like rural places and around Australia are still quite with danger and it is the thing of these men who are having their masculinity challenged who are then trying to assert their masculinity in a response to that which is why it can often turn quite violent or whatever else which is sort of the reality of like the i guess historical sort of context of straight men and gay men mm, totally um, I will say, though, you said just earlier, shout out to the gays before us who yep. have, you know, paved the way. 
I would also like to shout out to the straights right now who I think are more receptive than ever to just like learning about someone's experience that's not their own. And maybe that's because society is like forcing them to, you know, think about what it is like to be gay and think of us as people or whatever it is. Yeah. But they're, they're more open minded, hey? Well, yeah. And like, you know, how often are you, are you at a, some kind of a house party and some straight guys because he's genuinely curious like so what's douching exactly oh let's throw to a weekend just passed (laughs) i actually believe i was at your house yeah and it was mitch's housemate's birthday and there was just a small group of us having a few drinks and there were actually happened to be a couple of straight boys in the room and god forbid yeah now me classic See a couple of boys, just want to go bro out with the boys. Obviously. How good are cheeks? So I actually got into a couple of different chats with them at different points in the night. And I remember one of them was like, at one point I'd actually ducked out to go get some more drinks. Mm-hmm. Came back and this guy just thought I was like a legend for going to get more drinks, right? And Obviously. he was like... It's big dick energy, though. Yeah. Yeah. He was like... Supplying oh. for the boys. Yeah. The Take the gate and fucking fix the party. <laughs> save the party. Exactly. Anyway, so he was like, bro, like, thank you so much. Like, high five me. He was like, you're the best. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what do you need? Do you want some money? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, just like, and from then we were instantly mates. Like, and he wanted to be my best friend for the whole night. Mm-hmm. In another turn of events, I was also having another conversation with one of the other boys where me and one of our other friends were also shamelessly flirting. Mm. with this character just basically trying to see how far we could push him poor thing um, asking him questions like you know if he was gay which one would he fuck out of the two of us <laughs> where is this going <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to show the contrast between like you know you can still like bro out with the boys mm. but you can also still you know mm. we've got boys in the group now who are like allowing us to have cheeky conversations like which one of us would you want to fuck yeah, and they want to know what's a top and a bottom and yeah, who's our favourite on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's right. That's right. Where does the dick go when that whole situation's <laughs> happening? Where do drag queens put their dicks? <laughs> so, speaking of these like late night sort of conversations between straights and gays. Yeah. Men. Yeah. Can't speak for the ladies. Not one. No. Staying far away from that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, often the conversation turns to, oh, but do you like, think I'm hot or what? Oh, mate, there is, and this is another category of boy out there who just kind of feeds off this like little bit of an ego boost, right? Totally. It's the attention. Yeah. Attention. Everyone knows a guy out there who might love himself a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And there is... Guiltiest charge. Yeah. <laughs> And there is a layer to this person who particularly likes it when gays froth over them. Totally. Basically. Yeah. Now, we've encountered this male, this species, often at the nightclub. Oh, ad nauseum, I would say. And that's just fucking rude. <laughs> I don't come to the fucking strippers dressed as a hooker. Yeah. And tell you, you can't have me. Yeah. Do you think I'm hot? Well, you can't have it. Tough luck. I'm off the clock. Oh, you want a lap dance? Oh, sorry. No. I'm not working tonight. Don't come to my house. (laughs) (laughs) And then tell me I can't have dinner with you. It's fucking rude. (laughs) He's screeching now. Anyway, 
And I guess the uh, flip side of that is obviously, oh, you better not be attracted to me. And I would just like to say, I'm not thinking about you. Oh, literally the flip side. Fuck off. Like it's either, oh, do you think I'm hot? Or you better not be attracted to me because I'm not gay like that. Yeah, but it could be like, they want you to think they're hot. And then the moment that you show any sort of like, this is the thing. It's like, they'll confuse the fuck out of you. Mm. Almost give you these like weird signals and whatever. And then the moment that you express something back, you might freak them out. Yeah. And they go into attack mode. And then all of a sudden it's like, bro, get the fuck off me. It's like, I'm sorry, just let me live. Yeah. Stop giving me this attention because I wasn't thinking about you to start off with. Yeah, like you can We've got a smorgasbord of (laughs) beautiful men (laughs) with gorgeous tans who go to the gym six times a week to pick from. It's an absolute charcuterie. Yeah. We don't need you. No. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Betty and fucking Stacey are over there, (laughs) arms open, to give you all the attention you need. Well, I guess this, and you know what? The scary part about that is that there is like, yes, there's the boy who's like clearly straight, but just like maybe wants the attention in that category. But I guess there's the boy who's maybe like, you know, like we sort of mentioned at the start of the ep, unfortunately, maybe still battling with who he truly is yep. and entering those spaces, wanting to sort of explore, but then getting freaked out. And then like, you know, like one of our friends, I'll, you remember this story, tells us a story about how like the this guy like pulled him into the bathroom or whatever and then was like oh like suck me off but i'm not gay yeah kind of thing. and it's like that's actually quite confusing to me i was actually at the outside of that cubicle <laughs> i got pushed out of the cubicle for that conversation to happen and afterwards it was shocking yeah our poor friend was like hello like that's my emotions you've just kind of fucked with and like look yes he's obviously going through his emotions we get it But it's like, that is obviously a very extreme example of things that happen to us every day. Literally. (laughs) And I'm glad we have the platform to talk about it now. Happens to us often. And in the most scariest, you know, extreme category, we know, and we've mentioned before about Grindr being sometimes quite dangerous. Like, there are people out there who are meeting up with people and actually, you know, bashing them and being violent with them because they're they're so conflicted with their Mm. their sexuality. And Mm. like, that's super confusing Mm. you know or even on obviously the less you know violent deadly side (laughs) because i'd like to just get away from that because it's a family show um (laughs) (laughs) sorry pg rating yeah thank you fucking cunt um it is often just like as we've talked about has been plaguing our lives since we were (laughs) children people who just flirt with you and then are like oh no 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 i'm straight oh Absolutely. And I think they kind of go back, they fall into that attention category, I think, because they know that they can. Or uh, they're maybe not straight and just haven't told anyone yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's two categories, closeted or (sighs) egotistical maniac. And there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them that are like in contact with me currently. Oh. And it's annoying. You're on their close friends. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Lots of story reacts, but he's out there fucking playing sport with the boys and you know yeah, yeah. it's questionable yeah I'll leave it at that yeah <laughs> i'll just put that one to bed i think i guess just and you know what's most annoying we've just given a whole episode to these boys yeah and when i think about it they're fucking annoying <laughs> they kind of piss me off here we go i've got a list of things no Come i on, don't agony ant what have you got for me but like what you know here i'm sitting here like oh they're so desirable so these and then they're also quite gross, a okay. little bit. 
This and is you obviously shamelessly stereotyping, yeah, but like, what have you got for me? Obviously, obviously. No, not everyone, but like... At you know, large? There's a type of boy out there that's just a little bit, you know, maybe he's lacking motivation in life. Okay. He's, you know... Gays are very motivated. Got no sense of style. Gays are very well dressed. Yeah. He speaks like this, can't every fucking second words like this, bro. Gays have excellent diction. Thank you. He might stink or have poor hygiene. Or gays have great hygiene. Correct. And his just general interests are fairly boring and not of interest to me at all. Slash <laughs> dog racing, fucking crusty demons. I don't know. <laughs> the crusty demons. AFL. Like. Yeah, just like ball, ball sports and like the ponies and that. Yeah. Just a lot of things that like, you know, painting. I don't know. Painting, I mean, like. <laughs> house painting and DIY, not yeah, okay. yeah. So really, after the end, I guess I'm coming to the conclusion of the app that like, I think I'll just stay in my lane where I belong because it's a lot nicer over there. Well, yeah, it's you know flowers and sparkles <laughs> and, and rainbows, stages and bright lights, <laughs> and obviously we're the problem because we just don't like anyone who's not like us apparently. Can I say, though, after you've just torn to shreds our straight audience... Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. <laughs> I'll make it up to you later. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of really, really great straight boys in our lives whom we love. Oh, so many. Um, we both have brothers. Yes, we sure do. They're pretty good boys. Yeah, 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 they are. I think that, for me, it just comes down to just... Getting around me, I'll get around you. Yeah. We'll try and find some kind of common interest to talk about. If not, I'll tell you about mine. You tell me about yours. There is a way to cohabitate with oh, this absolutely exotic species. I will say, shout out to the straight ladies. Because guess what? Mm. They've actually got to... You know what? They're the ones that have got to work out how to date these. <laughs> how fellas, to live with them. These species. Yeah. I just get to, you know... Turn my head, shut that door. Not they, my problem. Well, they were nice. Yeah. I'm going to go home and not shower. You know, my girlfriend's, my girlfriend's always said to me, like, you're so lucky, like, you get to, you know, have intellectual conversations with your partner because you're both from the same sort of cut of fabric. Whereas yeah. I go home and my husband just wants to scroll on his phone. And how are the intellectual conversations with your partner going right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how are they going between us? <laughs> as close as I've got. Yeah. Well, this is it. <laughs> no, Prince Charming does exist out there, though. Like, you know, that super, like, friendly, down-to-earth guy. He might play guitar. He's really good with your mum. He's yeah. really good with kids. Yeah. He's driven. Yeah. He's supportive as a partner. Loves a good night out on the piss, though. Still loves to, like, you know, have a bit of boy time, but he's not gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, find yourself one of them. I was going to say, it sounds like you're in love yeah. with someone who's very specific, <laughs> this vignette. And that note, I think that's a nice way to part ways from this episode. Boys, boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. Can't live without them. Yeah. Can't live with them. What's the saying? <laughs> Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Just like bros for life. Bro code and that. Do you know what? A wise person once said to me, no boys, no noise. <laughs> and I stand by that. <laughs> On that note, guys, that is all we've got time for. So thank you so much for tuning in. As I said at the start of the episode, please rate and review us, like, subscribe, follow, depending on the platform that you're listening on. 
then obviously also head to our Instagram, which is at message on the machine, where you can keep up with all the great stuff that we post between our episodes every week. That's right. Yeah, well, um, fuck, like on that note, good luck out there, cunt. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll see you in the next one and cheer. This episode is brought to you by Strange Love, the drink, drink, drinkers drink. Drink.